Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Now, back to On Point with Alex Pearson on Global News Radio. All right, let's bring in our global talk, top, top talkers to discuss the issues around the province. Tonight, Craig Needles of The Craig Needles Show, which you can hear at 980 CFPL. And, of course, Scott Thompson of The Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. Hey, guys. Hi, Alex. Great to be here. All right, let's talk about teachers. Yes, the union sounding the alarm on an issue we've been, I guess, hearing about for a while. Uh, and they talk about this explosion of violence in the classroom. Last year alone, 1,300 acts of violence were reported against teachers in the Waterloo area. And a large part of the problem, I think, is that students with special needs are being forced in with regular kids, and the teachers simply don't have the resources to deal with these vulnerable kids when they act out. Um, but, you know, they're wearing Kevlar vests. I'll start with you on this, Craig. I mean, I, I've heard it's bad, but is, do you look at this as more of a stunt? Is this unioning around election or, or is this a, a valid concern? Can it be both? Yes, it can. <laughs> I think that's exactly what Wow, a I politician is born. <laughs> <laughs> I think that uh, the union is, is playing this up because they, you know, they know election season's coming up and they want to rally parents to vote in the ways that they want. But at the same time, this is a serious issue that's, that's ongoing. Maybe it's not quite as serious as they paint it to be. Uh, you would think... You know, we all know people that have kids in that level of school. You would think that there's all sorts of violence going on at school. That would be something we'd be hearing about coming home. So I'm not saying it doesn't happen at all. I just don't know if it's as prevalent as what they're saying. But uh, it certainly is an issue that I, I get why they want it to be addressed. Well, Scott, they, they have been the, the premier. The premier, I will remind everybody, who is the education premier. She has been uh, kind of dogged by this, I think, on these town halls that she does of, of teachers saying, look, we are we are having real issues in the classroom. Um, And for a minister that was so passionate, for a premier that was so passionate about education, um, she had to have known that putting kids in with autism and and behavioral issues and and special needs, uh, that it was going to lead to problems. What a surprise, Alex. eh? Uh, You have a couple of situations (laughs) like this, whether it's minimum wage, whether it's uh, electricity, and you don't really do your due diligence, and you wonder why there's a train wreck at the end of it all. You know, I think everybody has lots of sympathy for the, the work that teachers do. And, and the hard work that goes on with students in, in a class on a daily basis. But for the president of the ETFO to come out and say the whole education system is underfunded, are mm-hmm. you kidding I know. me? Well, uh, they can give their pension if they'd is, like. <laughs> you think it's underfunded because, of course, the, this union holds kids and parents hostage every couple of years as bargaining chips in a game? Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. Uh, again, we have lots of sympathy for the teachers and, and what they need to do. And obviously, there's a problem here. The numbers, you know, it's a commission study by the union. You can put into that with what you will. But obviously, there is an issue here. But perhaps it's time for the ETFO to shed the image of the militant attitude and honestly put the kids first instead of the union members. I think everybody has sympathy for the teachers, 
But to have the ETFO come up just before an election mm-hmm. and start rattling the sabers and cages and stuff for more money, are you kidding me? Bingo, bango, bongo. Election coming y- out. Yeah, I think you're dead. I think you're dead on. And, and Craig, they have used for years uh, kids as pawns in this political Big game. Um, if we weren't giving as taxpayers so much to their healthy, hefty pensions, maybe they would have more resources for the classroom. That's certainly true. But let's just say hypothetically for a second that the education system is underfunded to play devil's advocate. I don't know if it is. Like you said, there are perhaps some spending priorities that we could change here. But let's just say that it is. Where's the money coming from to spend more on that? This province is still $300 billion in the hole. Where are you going to get this magical check from to write to uh, uh, increase education spending here, here, and here, and here? I, I just don't know if that's something that's feasible. Well, they've just closed 600. This this provincial government has closed 600 schools across the province. So, there you, go. you know, where, where is the money going? And again, I mean, you know, you know, uh, this government has you know, has been shaken down by this union. And again, it's not about the teachers. It's not about yeah. the students. It's about this union shaking them down yeah. election after election to the point where the last election, Premier went, in and went out ahead of time and just said, no, here's the money. You know, uh, ignores the doctors, ignores the nurses, ignores the health care system, but loves the teachers, it seems. But, well, it's the largest union. It is the most important union. And I uh, look, I, I think the best organized union, too, from a political perspective. 100 percent. But look, I think the Premier thought that she bought labor peace because, you know, she has struck deals with all of these unions. So for them to be making uh, noise now, certainly interesting to see how she'll react to this. I think this is one of the, the, I think the ETFO is one of the more militant unions. They seem to be the last one to settle. They seem to be the ones that are shaking your kids down the most. And again, I think lots of people have sympathy for teachers, but this organization coming out with their hand out to the buffet of money just around election time, I don't think anybody has any patience for that. Well, it would not go over well if all of a sudden it it just would not go over well. Well, uh, Minister Naidu Harris, who's now the new Minister of Education, sent out um, a note saying that she thanks the ETFO for their ongoing work and sharing their findings of the report and that they're working tirelessly with the partners to strengthen this culture of health. Okay. That's my sound effect. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. I think it's the wrong person advocating for the teachers. I, I just think, I don't think anybody has any patience for this union. Others, perhaps not this one. <laughs> Others, yeah, I don't know about that anymore either. Let's talk about guidance counselors. I don't know what your uh, guidance counselors were like in school. I remember mine. He told me I should be a plumber when I graduated. And I, I laughed <laughs> then, but now I'm thinking that, that would have been a bad thing. <laughs> What's that? Was that because of how you wore your pants? Yeah, no, because I think he thought I was so dumb that uh, that would be uh, it for me. You know, I think he just gave up hope. And now I'm looking back and going, that would have been a great career. I would have made money. You know, it's a good power career. Um, But now there's a report that comes out showing that guidance counselors are in short supply in schools and that they're dealing with a lot more than, you know, telling students that they can be a plumber or a doctor. But uh, apparently there's for every one guidance counselor, there's like 826 students. So do we need to now restructure what these guidance... Do we need guidance counselors today? I think we maybe need someone with a, uh, who's like a guidance counselor, but perhaps with a different job description, and maybe with different training, and perhaps with more than uh, or fewer than 826 students per, uh, per guidance counselor as well. 
you know, it's it's all well and good to say, oh yeah, you you know, like you said, you know, you be a plumber, you be a doctor. But clearly, the role has evolved. Clearly, there's a situation where now, more so than ever, students are kind of never really away from their classmates based on social media and cell phones and things like that. So, uh, when you talk about bullying and things like that, a guidance counselor is kind of on the front line. So, uh, there there does need to be a, a, an evolution with that rule. I would say. I would agree with that. I mean, you go back to the day when we were all there. Uh, the guidance counselors were helped to, you know, were there to help you to choose uh, your career path and how schooling and your education and such to get there, and then off you go. But now, of course, uh, with what we're talking about earlier, and 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 more different types of students, and and uh, of course, uh, vocations needed within the school in order to to service the, the population. I think the the guidance counselor role has become a lot more complicated. Perhaps it's a case if you've got a couple in a school that one or two would do that, and then one would specialize in more so in the in the mental health side of it yeah. uh, and cope with everything else that's going on in a student's life. I mean, I, I just, back in the day, I don't recall ever thinking of going to my guidance counselor, who was a, a bit creepy, uh, to talk about like my personal issues. It was strictly the role of, here's what you need to do to get to university, here's where your grades need to go, that kind of thing. But clearly, I think students are going to them for a lot more. Well, and that's another thing, too, is that, you know, is there stigma around that? I mean, we didn't think twice. I never thought twice about going into a counselor's office or a guidance counselor's office. Would you now saying, you know, I, I want to talk to them about, you know, sexuality. I want to talk to them about other things as opposed to, you know, to, to your education path. You know, do, do students feel comfortable doing that? I'm not sure. But boy, if you could create that environment, it would be great. Really? I don't know. I still think that's a parent's job. Well, it is. Call me old-fashioned. Yeah, I think the role yeah, but the a lot of kids aren't going to want to go to their parents with that stuff, though. Like, and so, I don't know, like, I, I think ideally it's a parent's job, but sometimes that's just not the way it works out. Yeah. Well, like I said, it gets back to that issue. Are, are we going to see new funding for this? I'm not so sure right now. Oh, I don't think so either. No. Well, and you bring up a very interesting point. I mean, this is another area that certainly, uh, I don't know if it needs more funding, but some of the funding that perhaps we already have certainly needs to be directed towards is it. That. Is it a separate union that we don't know about? That's a very good question. We should find out. There That's could a be a, <laughs> it might, might be coincidental that these headlines came out on the same day. Mm. All right, guys, I got to leave it there. Thanks, Thanks Alex. Alex. My pleasure. Thank you. That's Craig Needles, who you can catch on The Craig Needles Show, 980 CFPL. And, of course, Scott Thompson. You can catch him on AM 900 CHML.